0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Drew View. In today's show we are going to be talking about immigration craziness that is still continuing in our country today and we're going to be talking about how former President Trump is likely going to be indicted again and here's where we're all supposed to act surprised. I'm Drew Bennett and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty. Thank you guys for tuning back into the show for the last episode of the week. So today we have immigration craziness continuing. So if you've been following along with the news lately, you will see all sorts of headlines that are coming out about how we're dealing with the migrant crisis that's happening in America today. One of the headlines that came out recently was from New York And the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, he had recently stated that what New York City was going to try and do to help deal with the migrant crisis that they're facing is they're going to ask homeowners and people across the city to house migrants in their private residences. Now, just think about that for a second, just Put yourself in the shoes of a New Yorker. You turn on the TV, you kick back, and you hear the mayor of your city tell you that, hey, there's a chance we're going to be asking you to open up your door and let a migrant stay in your house until we can figure out what else to do with them. So we don't know who they are. We don't know if they're a criminal. We don't know what their background, we don't. We really don't know anything, but can you just keep them in your house? Thank you very much. Like, oh my gosh, this is absolute craziness. Because you look at the city and they probably poured an insane amount of money into housing these immigrants in different shelters and hotels because they have so many they don't know what to do with them. So they don't know really what to do. This is their proposal. They're saying, hey, if we, you know, allow these immigrants to reside in private residences, it would help put money back in the pockets of taxpayers because we'd pay you to do it. We'd pay you if you had a spare room. You might be letting a murderer into your house. You might be letting a drug dealer into your house. We don't really know who you're letting into your home. But. You know, if you let them in, we'll pay you a little bit. How about that? No? Okay. Another proposal that has been thrown out was school gyms. Eh, why not throw them in the school gyms? We'll just get money into our community whatever ways we can. You know, all of this craziness that's happening, you look at this article, you just look at all the craziness that's happening with this Migrant crisis, especially in New York City. And it just makes you think do you think they regret calling themselves a sanctuary city and saying, hey, come on, come on in, we love immigrants, we're a nation of immigrants, we're a city of immigrants, we love all of our immigrants, woohoo? Do you think they regret doing that? Because by now they have shelters packed full, hotels packed full. They're paying people to house migrants in their homes. They're paying schools, or, you know, I guess they're not doing any of this quite yet, these last two, but they're proposing that these are going to be new alternatives. So all of these things are going on, and the thing I love the most about it is that you have a president of the United States who thinks all is well, nothing bad is going on, it's all good, everything's awesome. We have no problems at our border whatsoever. We're controlling everything well, yet our cities are absolutely flooded. Now, if you're New York City, you probably think, "Yeah, let's call ourselves a sanctuary city because there's no way we'll ever have to deal with the consequences of mass migration." Right? It won't happen because we're so far yet. Yeah, we won't need it. Well. Turns out, when you have a president who's allowing migration to happen in the way it is now, you do actually have to talk, sorry, have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk, because you are saying, hey, we're a sanctuary city, we love immigrants, come here, come here, and you have states like Texas and Florida that are saying, well, we can't hold any more immigrants, so there you go there you go. We'll keep busting them up as long as you take them. Here we go. And all this craziness is occurring. And it just makes me think it's like, well, why are you getting mad at the governors of these states? You're saying, oh, these are just politically motivated moves. Oh, really? Politicians are making politically motivated moves. Huh. I would have never thought that that would have ever happened in politics. Huh. Politician making a political move. But even more so than that, they're making a move that makes sense. You're not a city that is saying, hey, we can't hold any more immigrants. You're saying, hey, we're a sanctuary city. Come here. We'll house you. We'll feed you. We'll do whatever we got to do for free. Come on in. Of course, people are going to take you up on that. Of course states that are flooded with immigrants and who can't can't have any more they're going to say well you want them here you go of course that's what they're going to do you can't sit there and get mad at them get mad at the president get mad at congress for not preventing more of what's happening at our southern border it's craziness and it does need to be addressed but we have a president who He starts his day at about 10 o'clock and ends his day at about 2. And he goes back home and eats Jenny's ice cream. The guy is not there. And even if there is part of the day where you can knock some sense into him, he has absolutely no idea what's going on with the southern border. He's done an absolute terrible job on the southern border. He's allowed a bunch of carnage, and he's allowed our cities to become overrun with migrants, and he just refuses to acknowledge it. So you have all of that craziness that's going on with New York, but then you have a situation happening in California, and it's almost the same. Ron DeSantis is sending migrants to California. He's saying, hey, you want them? Come and get them. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Gavin Newsom puts out this tweet calling DeSantis all of these names and saying he's a horrible individual. And how could he let all of this happen? It just cracks me right up because all of these people who run these Democratic run cities and states, all of these leaders, they get all ticked off when their feet are held to the fire, and when they actually have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Because yes, they're great at talking the talk. They will say that they're a sanctuary city, that we can't get rid of sanctuary cities, that we need to increase migration, and that we need to help our country grow. But what they won't say is, yeah, that was a good idea in theory, but in practice, it's not going so hot. So can you uh, take those immigrants back? Because that's happening in a lot of situations. People are inviting these immigrants into their cities or their states or, heck, even their homes, even though they don't have the room or the resources or any of that to house them and to feed them and all of that. So you have a situation in which we have a big, big crisis to face. How are we going to deal with immigration? How are we going to deal with not only illegal immigration, but legal immigration? One thing that Ron DeSantis has proposed is limiting legal migration. You know, President Trump said we have to build the wall, but legal migration is good as long as they do that with the proper means. Now, others are saying, like DeSantis, Hey, I think building the wall is a great idea. We gotta finish the wall. But we can't just say, yeah, let's keep letting more immigrants in. We gotta, we gotta stop until we lower our numbers down. We just have to stop. So immigration is still a really big issue. And one of the things that I think is important is it is affecting people in other states. It's no longer an issue that's just facing the people of Texas and Arizona, but it's also facing people in New York, people in other parts of the Northeast, uh, in other parts of the North as a whole, in the Midwest. It is really starting to move to a widespread issue because we have cities and states that are saying, hey, we love immigrants. Come on in. And then all the immigrants come and they say, uh, we don't like all those immigrants as much as we said. Take them all back. And it doesn't work like that. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds, how it uh, develops as a campaign topic. Obviously, it's a good issue for Republicans, but it's also an issue that is going to differentiate the candidates. How will Trump versus DeSantis attack the issue of immigration? It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Next up, to nobody's surprise, we have a potential for another former President Trump indictment, this time for mishandling classified documents or something along those lines. And again, we shouldn't be surprised. This is we saw this coming for a long time. This is this is going to happen. They raided Mar-a-Lago. They have treated him so much worse than they've treated other people involved in the same thing. You have Joe Biden, who's done pretty much the exact same thing that Trump did, but of course he will not get or face any backlash for that. You have people like Mike Pence or people that have gotten these classified documents they get it all sorted and it's all good but Donald Trump no matter how much he works and tries to get it all sorted they're still going to try and go after him no matter what you also see that they are going to try and try and try again to hinder his ability to debate to campaign they hate This man. They really hate him. Because if they really cared about classified documents, they would look into Hillary Clinton. If they really cared about corruption, they'd look into the Biden family. If they really cared about these things, they'd be looking in other places. But the bias is just so, so clear. And again, it doesn't do a whole lot of good to point it out because everybody knows it's biased. Everybody knows that, yes. The justice system is weaponized against Trump because everybody hates Trump. Trump's horrible, so we'll just do whatever we have to do to make sure he can't win again. So we'll see how that strategy pans out for the Trump haters. If the past is any indication every time Donald Trump gets himself into more and more legal trouble, his poll numbers go up more and more and more because it shows that they are more scared of Trump than anyone else, which is why they're trying to prevent him from running. That's why they're trying to get him into so much legal trouble that he literally can debate. But no matter their efforts, it seems like he's still going to be the nominee. He's still gonna come out and explain just how corrupt the system is against him. And I think a lot of people have brought up a good point Would this be happening if Donald Trump was not running for office? Would they be looking into his document situation so closely? Would they be indicting him in New York for what happened with the Stormy Daniels situation? Would they be indicting him for all these different things? The answer is no. The only reason they're doing it is because he's running for president. They would have shifted their focus to somebody else if he was not running. So I really don't think that his second indictment is going to do much. There was mention that he might, in some of the debates, have to wear like an ankle monitor or something, which I think would be an interesting visual. I think he would be quick to point that out and he would like focus on that as one of his main reasons why you should vote for him because of the weaponization that's been happening of our government against him because of how much they fear him. That's going to be one of his big talking points and for as much as they go after him, that point is really going to stick with people. So, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Hopefully it made a little bit of sense. Sorry if it was a little bit repetitive. There's not a whole lot to talk about, but at the same time there's always things to talk about. It's one of those weird situations, you know, where sometimes there's never any big stories that really need to be talked about, but there's so many other minute things that I could talk about and make up episodes about. It's just It's interesting. So hopefully you found something of value out of that. I'm going to get into my closing prayer now. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. I want to thank you for just time that I get to talk into this microphone. Father, I ask that your words be, that my words be a reflection of you to those who listen to them. And I just ask that as we move forward and as we go through our day, you help us be a light of you. To those around us. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around for another week of content. I can't wait to see you guys back here again next week for another week of brand new stuff. We'll see what that week has for us. But until I see you then next Monday, stay blessed.